Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to walk with you today. In today's session, you want to be happy, you want to be effective, but you face tough decisions, difficult conversations, challenging relationships, and you struggle with them, mainly because of strong emotions. So this week, the whole week, we're going to focus on one of the most important parts of a plan to help you deal with these challenging situations and be effective and happy, one that is often overlooked emotional connection. Let's walk. feeling our feet on the ground, looking around, standing tall, feeling grateful. If you're new to the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises. Why? Because we want to start our day the right way. As opposed to picking up our phone and looking at news feeds and emails and texts, Before our brain is really ready to handle those things, we go for a 15 to 20 minute walk. And we choose how we're going to start the day. And so we follow a BIG structure. We make our bed, that's part of the B. The next B is we pay attention to our belly and our body, which is what we're doing now. So just feel your belly rise and fall. Feel your feet contacting the ground as you walk. Those are the B's. Then we choose one I of the two I's and one G of the two G's. So either idea of the day, we're going to focus on emotional connection today and this week, or strengthening identity, we'll do that another day. And then we focus on either goals or gratitude. So now we're just out walking feeling our whole body from head to toe, feeling our hands and our arms, bringing mindfulness to what we're doing. Many people struggle with sitting meditation or sitting mindfulness, so we walk instead. We also have some sitting mindfulness and sitting meditation episodes But we want to build movement into our design, something we've been doing for 24 years. There's a huge value in bringing movement into our daily lives. And if you want to learn more about that, you can go to our second episode of this podcast in season one, which is Why Movement Matters. We talk about myokines and its effect on the brain. But for now, we're walking 
feeling our belly rise and fall. Feeling grateful just to be able to move as we are able. Remember, every time we practice mindfulness, we're building neural pathways in our brain that help us be less reactive, more responsive during the day. It's like we're at the gym right now for our brain. How fortunate are we? It's so great to walk with you today. So feel your head and neck now. Do you notice any sensations in your head and neck? Feel your lower back. Mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. So we're just paying attention. We're not trying to change any sensations. That's really important. If you're a long-time listener, you know our approach and mindfulness approach to sensations. We're just trying to be curious as opposed to trying to change anything. So again, just feeling your arms swinging as you walk, feeling your feet on the ground. Moving now to mindfulness of our idea of the day. And again, just feel yourself standing tall, looking around, taking in where you are, really being present, feeling grateful. So you want to be happy. We all want to be happy. We want to be effective. We want to be at ease. But I wonder sometimes, are we looking in the right place? For instance, when it comes to work, many of us think, if we just work hard enough, we will do well and progress. And I don't think that's the worst idea. It's not necessarily wrong. But it is incomplete. It is missing what is at the heart of being effective and happy. And in our next session, we'll talk about and being healthy. But to start, what drives this thinking that if we just work hard enough? I'm sure you've heard the term survival of the fittest. That is that the strong are the ones who will survive, who will thrive. When Charles Darwin wrote Origin of the Species in 1859 and brought this idea into the world, he wasn't specifically talking about strength or even being a hard worker at being at the heart of being the fittest. Although many of us have taken it that way. He was talking about adaptation, being able to adapt to the situations that we face. But many of us took it as the need to work harder. And again, I'm not down on hard work. I hope I'm a hard worker. But there's something far more important, and it's an and, not an or, than strength being at the heart of adaptation, hard work being at the heart of adaptation. It's being connected. I want to make a case for that today. It should not be survival of the fittest. It should be survival of the connected. And what do I mean by that? Well, a couple of evolutionary anthropology professors from Duke, Brian Hare and Vanessa Woods, they happen to be married, actually. 
have uh, written uh, and kind of surveying the research that species endure, humans, other animals, plants, based on friendliness, partnership, and communication. According to them, survival of the fittest, which is what everyone has in mind as evolution and natural selection, has done the most harm of any folk theory that has penetrated society. People think of it as a strong alpha male who deserves to win. That's not what Darwin suggested, they say, or what has been demonstrated in the research. The most successful strategy in life is friendliness and cooperation, and we see it again and again, they wrote. A good way to think about this is be bonobos, not chimps. Chimpanzees are incredibly smart, but can be quite violent and selfish in their behavior, even killing one another. Alpha males sit at the top of the chimpanzee hierarchy, and they really do sit at the top and have an iron fist, so to speak, and a selfishness that comes out in their leadership style. Bonobos, on the other hand, are governed by females, don't kill one another, and engage in sex to maintain a peaceful collective temperament. Bonobos also are natural sharers. They enjoy sharing food with other bonobos and never outgrow their willingness to do so, unlike chimps who become more selfish as they grow older. According to Hare, the friendliest male bonobo is more successful than the unfriendliness Chimpanzee, Hare says, referring to reproduction. The most successful bonobo males have more offspring than the most successful alpha male chimpanzees. Humans are the friendliest human species that have ever evolved, which has allowed us to outcompete other human species that are now extinct. When that mechanism is turned off, we become unbelievably cruel. When it is turned on, it allows us to win. We win by cooperation and teamwork, not by our strength. Our uniquely human skills for the cooperative communication can be used to solve the hardest social problems. So it should be not the survival of the fittest, as we think about it normally, but survival of the connected. William James said we are like islands in the sea, separate on the surface, but connected in the deep. So this survival of the connected, we see this at work. At IWHP, where I work and where we train people on emotional intelligence and emotional connection, we know from the data, from ours and others, we survey over 40,000 people a month, that emotional connection is a huge contributor to success at work. We know that you know why people stay at an organization, why they are engaged, why they choose to give discretionary effort, that extra effort, why they work well on a team, all comes down to how emotionally connected they feel towards their manager and the people they work with. People do not leave organizations people leave their manager. That emotional connection is the glue. And emotional intelligence as part of that connection is what keeps people and keeps them wanting to give that extra effort. And we all know how it feels when we 
have been on the outs with a colleague or colleagues or with our manager, we become miserable. We lose motivation. We stop offering new ideas. We might be physically present, but we are emotionally absent. And so that's across organizations, especially when it comes to management and leadership. But when it comes to things like sales, again, the strongest predictor of performance and success is emotional connection. People buy in order. People, ideas, and then product. Not the other way around. Most of us miss this critical fact. You know, of course we need decent product and ideas, but a buying decision comes down to all things being equal, the relationship and the emotional connection that the person making that decision feels. It also drives innovation. People take risks only when they feel psychologically and emotionally safe, and that comes from that connection. Think about the last time you felt judged by someone. How willing were you to take a risk and offer a potentially horrible idea. You were not, same with me, same with all human beings. So emotional connection matters. There's a real business case for it. And next session, we'll talk about how it can help our health as well. But how much do we prioritize it? I am convinced that many of us do not. We get busy. We get overwhelmed with so much to do. And the thing to go is our connection time. I think this is absolutely true during the pandemic, but even before the pandemic. We find it hard to make time to build relationships, and yet this is one of the biggest drivers of our success. The good news is that emotional connection is something we can learn and grow and improve. Even if we are an introvert, we feel like we can't. Trust me, you can. It will take work, though, but you can. And this is what we're going to be doing all week. And it starts by understanding something about ourselves, so our self-awareness. Now, we investigated self-awareness in Self-Awareness Week a few weeks back. Please go and take a look at that. That's the building block of our emotional intelligence model, so self-awareness. Next, you need to be able to manage your emotions. And We investigated emotional management in the previous week to this one. And again, that comes next. So self-awareness and then emotional management and then emotional connection. And emotional connection sits at the top of this model. And we know without self-awareness and emotional management, we become self-referential, especially when we're under pressure, when we're under stress. And we're not able to tune into others and build the kind of connection that serves us and serves our career and serves our happiness and serves our health. So... If you have not listened to and walked with those previous weeks on self-awareness and emotional management, I would highly recommend you go back and listen to those topic weeks first before continuing into this one. And know there's a lot to building emotional connection and way more than we can cover in these podcasts. But don't get discouraged. This is a lifetime of work. This is, this is what we should be doing for our entire lives because we can increase this, build this. And of course, if you want to learn more, we have some, and I don't say this lightly, but we have some world-class courses available at IWHP that can help you as well. So, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful, feeling our feet on the ground, 
Moving now to goals. What do you want to get done today? What are three priorities? Just bring into your mind. If you can get these three things done, that would make a big difference. And maybe one of those is to build some time for connection with key people in your life. I know for myself, as soon as I'm done recording this, I'm actually heading to uh, see my parents, Baba and Guido. They live about 25, 30 minutes from me. And so during the pandemic, now we can see them a bit more in a socially distanced way, but that's, that's really important. So today for me, that's one of my priorities, one of my goals. So what are some of your goals for the day? So again, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful, thinking about how we can bring this energy into this day, this focus into the day of being the best version of ourself. Somebody who can show up as we face our last 8% moments and see it as an opportunity to transform. And that only happens if we have this level of self-awareness, emotional management, emotional connection. And it's in us. And we can grow it. How splendid is that? So as we're finishing and we're thinking of bringing this energy into the day, I want to finish with an Albert Einstein quote. We'll put this into the show notes. It's a fantastic quote. He said, A human being is a part of the whole called by us universe, a part limited in time and space. He or she experiences themselves, their thoughts and feelings, as something separate from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of their consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature in its beauty. Have a wonderful day. 